Tonight's episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Maybe you'd go for a walk, relax on the sofa, or take a nap. Or perhaps you'd try to meet a friend or have a call with a loved one. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had a bit more time to fit things in. The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's truly important to you and to make it a priority. Therapy can help you figure out what matters most to you so you can do more of it. For me, I know that regular exercise is really important to my physical and mental health, so I try my best to incorporate that into my days. If you want to work on creating a schedule or routine that works best for you, give therapy a try with better help. It's entirely online and you only need to fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash get sleepy to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot slash get sleepy. Welcome to Get Sleepy, where we listen, we relax, and we get sleepy. My name's Tom, and it's my pleasure to be your host. Tonight, Heather will be reading a sleepy retelling of a classic fairy tale called Rose Red and the Bear Prince. It tells the story of a young woman whose natural kindness to strangers ends up creating the most powerful type of magic. As you'll see from this story, being a force for good doesn't always take grand gestures. In the case of our heroine, it can be the small choices that matter. It was beautifully written by Alicia Stephan who always does such a wonderful job of adapting fairy tales to our sleepy style. Before our story, let me ask you, how does a completely ad-free Get Sleepy Listening experience sound to you? And how about access to nearly 700 full-length stories and meditations, including dozens of extra-long episodes and series stitches? That all sounds pretty good, I hope, and you can enjoy all of that with a Get Sleepy Premium subscription, which is the best way to listen and to support the show. As well as everything I've already mentioned, every single Thursday we release an exclusive bonus episode for our premium subscribers, like tomorrow, when I'll be telling a simple, serene story about a summer day at the beach. The first seven days of a Get Sleepy Premium subscription are free, and you can cancel any time. You can even gift a subscription to someone special, so why not give it a try and enjoy the best rest you can get? For more information on all of our plans, visit getsleepy.com support, or just follow the link in the show notes. Thank you all so much. Now then, it's nearly time for our story. So find a comfortable position in bed and close your eyes. Take a few deep breaths in through the nose and slowly back out through the nose or mouth. Start preparing for sleep by releasing any negative thoughts and feelings lingering from your day. Whatever frustrations or setbacks you may have encountered, understand that these things are common 
We all face challenges every day. And we all get caught up thinking about them too. But right now, they serve no purpose to you. Instead, think about one or two positive actions you took today or in the days just gone. No matter how small they may seem, they can be positive actions for yourself or ones that directly impacted others too. Imagine how those good choices may have a ripple effect for you and your loved ones. In fact, this reminds me, I was in Berlin recently and I saw a quote written on the remaining section of the Berlin Wall. It said, Many small people who in many small places do many small things can alter the face of the world. And I think that's irrefutable. So take a moment to be happy and proud that you were able to make that little bit of difference. And now, you owe yourself a good night's rest. So, before I hand over to Heather, picture a small cottage nestled amongst tall trees. It's the coldest part of winter, and the woods are sleeping waiting patiently for the spring. The windows of the small house are glowing brightly, radiating cheer into the winter darkness. This is where our story begins. Rose Red lived with her mother in a cozy little cottage that was secluded in the middle of a forest. It was built of grey stone with a shingled roof that was covered in moss. Ivy and climbing roses crept sweetly across the outside walls. There were just a few small windows, and each of them had two brightly painted red shutters, which matched the front door. It was a humble place, but also a happy one. In the summer, the forest was lush and bursting with life. However, at the deepest point in the winter, the air was so cold, it felt as if it might shatter. During that season, drifts of powdery snow piled high all around the walls of their house, insulating it from the chill. The mother and daughter would often stay inside for days at a time, leaving their home only to fetch wood or to tend to the few animals that sheltered safely in the barn. These were the months when the sun came up late in the morning and set long before dinner time. 
with the entire forest sleeping under winter's cold, downy blanket. There was not much reason for Rose Red and her mother to leave their hearth. Instead, they focused their efforts on tasks they could complete indoors. Cooking, spinning wool, knitting, and sewing kept them busy during the day. In the evenings, they sat by the crackling fire in their rocking chairs. Named after her mother's favorite flower, Rose Red was a wonderful storyteller and her mother's chief joy in life. Always brimming with good humor, she entertained them both for hours with fantastic tales she had invented about far-off places. They knew that winter was a natural part of life, and they cheerfully made the best of it. It was certainly true that the snow was flying and the wind was howling on the night the bear appeared. Rose and her mother were resting their feet in front of the fire after a day of baking and other chores. The cottage was toasty and snug and firelight danced on the walls, illuminating their shadows while Rose told one of her marvelous stories. Her mother was entranced by how her daughter slowly built up the characters and the events in her tales, bringing the characters to life. She would even act out the different parts, giving the players different voices. Rose sometimes made long pauses for dramatic effect, taking a large sip of hot chocolate to draw out the suspense. Her imagination was all the entertainment they needed to pass the winter nights. So far, it had been a lovely evening of hiding from the storm. At a pause in her story, Rose thought she heard a thump at the door. The two women looked at each other questioningly. Surely, they thought, they must be hearing things. They had no neighbors and rarely saw any travelers passing their way. In weather such as this, It was difficult to imagine that anyone would find a path to their door. They were about to resume the story when another thump echoed through the cottage. This time, it was unmistakable. It sounded as if someone had tossed a large, heavy bag against the door. Rose stood and took a few steps toward the threshold. Then, looking briefly at her mother, she reached out and tentatively opened the door. Lying in front of the door was a large furry mound. At first, Rose was not sure what it was. As she watched it, though, the snow-covered pile of fur moved, and a bear's head came into view. 
Rose covered her mouth with her hand, not wanting to cry out. However, she soon began to pity the bear when she saw its mournful expression. The huge animal did not act as if it wanted to hurt her. It was obviously cold and seemed very tired. Rose had a soft spot for animals, and she knew in her heart that she would have to let the bear into the cottage. Standing back, she opened the door wide. The bear blinked its eyes a couple of times, as if rousing itself from a dream. Then it slowly pulled itself up and ambled awkwardly past her into the house and sat cold and damp in the shadows away from the fireplace. Rose's mother stood and slowly approached the bear, which gazed at her silently. Taking a rough towel from the kitchen, she began to dry the bear off. It wiggled slightly in anticipation and nuzzled her shoulder gently. When the bear was dry, Rose motioned in the direction of the fire. Go ahead, she said softly. Warm yourself. I will make some broth. Ducking its head mildly, the bear ambled to the spot between the rocking chairs at the fireside and settled itself in the warm glow. Meanwhile, Rose busied herself in the kitchen, preparing some leftover soup for the bear to eat. Rose knew there was very little an animal could find by foraging in the woods at this time of year. When the broth was ready, Rose came cautiously to the bear's side and spooned some of it into his mouth. The bear lapped the soup hungrily soon finishing the bowl she had brought. No sooner had the animal eaten its fill than it fell into a deep sleep, right there on the floor. Rose and her mother looked at each other in bewilderment. This was all very strange. However, the bear seemed to be harmless. Leaving him to warm up and regain his strength, they retired to their beds for the night. Rose and her mother awoke in the morning to brilliant sunlight pouring through the small windows of the cottage. The storm had stopped sometime in the early hours, and the small panes of glass were covered in lacy frost crystals. Remembering their furry guest from the night before, They slipped from underneath their downy comforters and put their slippers on, each taking a warm wool wrap from the chair by her bed. Tiptoeing into the main room of the cottage, they held their breath, wondering what they would find. But the bear 
was gone. There was no sign of their nighttime guest. It was if the arrival of the great shaggy beast was just a dream. Rose crossed to the door and pulled it open. Snow stood knee-deep outside, but there was a large furrow that led from the doorstep into the woods. This was the path the bear had made upon his retreat. There was nothing left for Rose and her mother to do. The two of them set to making their breakfast and prepared for another wintry day at home. The bear did not return that winter, although the weather continued to be fierce. Rose and her mother passed the days going through their usual routine of work, fireside evenings, and sleep. It felt like the change of seasons took forever. However, finally, crocuses and snowdrops poked up through the melting snow and the days grew longer. The two women threw their windows open and took to spring cleaning, beating the dust out of their small rugs and airing their winter comforters on the clothesline. Rose was delighted to be out of doors again and gladly spent time preparing the garden for their spring vegetable crop. Her mother was older and needed frequent rest, so Rose often spent time taking long walks through the woods by herself. She had been raised in the forest and was not afraid although she was always finding new paths to follow and new corners of the woodland to explore. On one such walk, she came upon a very tall stone wall that was completely covered in ivy. There was an iron gate in the middle of it, but the entire area was so overgrown that she couldn't see what was inside. It looked as if it had been abandoned very long ago. As she was combing the wall for some sort of gap where she might peek in, she was surprised to see a large shape move out of the corner of her eye. Turning, she spotted a massive brown bear lumbering out of sight. She knew immediately that this was the bear who had visited them on that stormy night months ago. Rose tried to follow, but the beast was gone. She was sorry not to get another chance to see him, but she was also glad to see that their shaggy friend had made it through the winter and that his health had been restored. As she picked her way home, through the many winding trails she had taken, she found herself hoping she would run into the bear again sometime. 
the spring was lovely that year. First, the delicate white snowdrops and the cheerful little crocuses made their appearance. Then the trees began to bud and flower, spreading their heavenly fragrance on the breezes. In no time at all, the trees were leafing, It wasn't long before the forest was lush and green again. Rose and her mother were delighted to return to the longer days of summer. Rose embraced her ability to take long walks and spend her free moments idling by streams and daydreaming in the meadows. Sometimes she would take a book with her and spend hours reading in the shade of a tree or lying on a blanket amongst the wildflowers. One day, she had just such a plan She was walking through the woods with her blanket and her book, seeking the perfect spot. She'd been making her way along the gently babbling stream, stopping occasionally to pick wildflowers or scrutinize interesting mushrooms. Rose had been known to read in all sorts of nooks and crannies. Sometimes she found the ideal place on a thick, low-hanging tree branch. Other times she sought out a shady canopy. If it wasn't too hot, she sometimes preferred a sunny clearing she could spread out her blanket. However, she hadn't found any of these yet when she became distracted from her quest. To her surprise, she heard someone speaking nearby. Following the sound of the strange voice, she came upon a small and angry man who had a very long white beard. The beard had become caught in the crack of a log and he was struggling to free himself. It looked as if he'd been at it for some time. He was quite red in the face. Rose offered to help him, and he turned to her with an ill temper. He said that he would expect no less, and what was she waiting for? Rose grabbed the beard and pulled and twisted but it was no use. The beard was good and stuck. As the little man whined and moaned, she had an idea. She reached into her work apron and pulled out a small pair of sewing scissors. In just two snips, The angry little man was free. Instead of being grateful, he shook his fist at her. Look what you've done to my beautiful beard, he said. Rose was very surprised to be scolded instead of thanked. But before she could even respond, 
the crabby little man jumped over the log and darted off into the forest. A couple of weeks later, Rose was collecting firewood near the stream. It had been rainy that week, and the water was splashing abundantly through the waterway. The stream was a little deeper than usual, and Rose was taking care to seek dry pieces of wood that had been sheltered from the rain. She was picking her way through the area under the canopy of trees when she was distracted by a familiar voice. Dancing up and down on the rocks nearby, she saw the same furious little man. Despite having less beard than before, he had once again gotten himself in a predicament while attempting to catch a fish. His beard was entangled in his fishing line, and he had whipped himself into such a fury that he had only made the situation worse. Rose steeled herself against his inevitable bad humor. Despite his past rudeness, she couldn't imagine just leaving him like that. At her approach, the helpless man became even angrier, telling her to stay away and not to touch him. Nonetheless, she did her best to disentangle his beard from his fishing line. After many long minutes of honest attempts, Rose knew that her sewing scissors would once again have to come to the rescue. Since she was fully aware the man would not like her solution, she did not warn him. Rose swiftly withdrew the scissors from her work apron, and with two or three snips, the man was free from the fishing line. As she expected... He was not pleased. Despite the obvious fact that her assistance was all that had saved him, he was livid. The man spluttered that she had now completely ruined his beautiful beard. Grabbing his fishing pole indignantly, he scrambled over the rocks and vanished once again into the forest without a single word of thanks. Rose did not encounter the grumpy stranger again for a long time. Meanwhile, She and her mother made full use of the long summer days. They enjoyed picnics in the forest and lazy afternoons reading in the garden after their work was done. The woods were filled with animal life. Each trilling bird tried to sweetly outsing the others, sending its own echoing music throughout the treetops. The sun was shining with the glowing intensity only found in the
the warmest months of the year. Rose Red and her mother soaked up every minute they could. She was certainly not sorry she hadn't seen the rude man again. Rose liked to be helpful, but he was very unpleasant. Unfortunately, she was not to make it to the autumn without having to provide him with more assistance. She was picking berries one late summer day. The bushes were loaded with brightly colored fruit that was just waiting to be plucked from the greenery. Rose was imagining what lovely blackberry and raspberry preserves she and her mother would be eating all winter. She sat down on a log to sample her foraged crop and rest her feet when she heard the now familiar exclamations of her crabby friend. This time, his shouts were interspersed with the calling of some type of bird. Following the noise, she came upon a very surprising scene in a nearby meadow. Hovering above the ground was the largest eagle she had ever seen. It was flapping its wings powerfully, sending the grasses and flowers waving underneath it. Gripped in its talons was the last of the angry man's white beard. It was shorter by far than it had been. However, it was long enough for the bird to clutch it. The small man was kicking and swinging as the bird lifted him farther from the ground. Without thinking, Rose dropped what she was carrying and rushed forward, grabbing him by the legs and pulling down with all her might. Rose did her best, but she was not a large person, and the huge eagle was enormously strong. She knew that she could only hope to free the man by severing him from the eagle's talons. Once again, she pulled the sewing scissors from her pocket and with two or three snips the pair were freed from the grip of the eagle they toppled hard to the ground rolling away into the grass as the eagle cried then it dropped the white tuft of beard it still held in its claws flapped its powerful wings and flew away over the treetops. Rose was prepared for the usual scolding from the man, but this time he behaved very oddly. Instead of being full of fury... He seemed to be despairing. He was pulling at the stubby tufts of beard on his chin and waving his hands at the sky. It was if something had gone horribly wrong. Then he suddenly stopped 
and with a look of fear, he turned and darted into the forest, muttering as he retreated. Rose was completely perplexed by this change in behavior. She thought to herself that he had finally lost his mind altogether. Shaking her head, she picked up her basket and continued with her search for berries in the woods. The weather was beautiful. Warm sunshine filtered gently through the canopy of the forest, creating a dappled pattern on the ground. She wandered for a long time that day, following paths she knew, but straying farther than usual from home. Just when she was beginning to think it would be best to turn home, she realized she was once again in front of the mysterious ivy-covered wall with a locked iron gate. She set down her basket and ran her hand along the rough stones again, faintly hoping she might find some secret gap where she could peer inside. As she was walking the length of the wall, she saw a movement near the gate. Hello, she said. To her surprise, a man stepped out of the shadows. He was young and richly dressed, and he was holding a hat in his hands. Rose was quite taken aback. It was very rare that she saw other people at all in the forest, and she had certainly not expected to come upon this handsome fellow in such an abandoned place. But before she could flee, he told her not to be afraid and that they had met before. Rose was skeptical. She was sure she would have remembered meeting someone like him. He continued, I'm a prince, but I have been imprisoned by a spell for many years. An evil sorcerer transformed me into the shape of a bear as a revenge for a quarrel he had with my father. Likewise, my parents and my sisters were all changed into different animals and sent to survive in the woods. Gesturing to the mysterious overgrown walls, he said, This is my home. It has stood silent and unoccupied ever since, waiting for the day that the spell might be broken and my family would return. Rose couldn't believe what she was hearing but she listened silently. The man smiled and continued. Thanks to your kindness, you have saved me twice over. First, the night you warmed and fed me, despite my terrifying appearance as a bear. Then you defeated the very sorcerer who had caused me this plight. Now Rose was truly amazed. But how could I possibly have broken the spell? She asked him. 
he smiled and said, The sorcerer's power came from the bad impulses in human nature. His spell could not be broken as long as kindness and generosity were nowhere to be found. But you changed that by selflessly performing three life-saving favors for him. You destroyed his power. Your goodness overcame his hold on the forest. Because of you, he has had to flee and I am finally restored to my human form. Rose was filled with happiness to know that she had done such a good service for this very handsome young man. Holding out his arm, he asked her if she would like to accompany him inside the walls to see what remained of his family home. He pulled a large, ornate key from his coat, opened the enormous iron lock, and pushed the gates open. Rose looked inside and saw a charming little castle. It was built of gray stone and surrounded by a modest moat. At either end, there were matching round towers. She couldn't believe it had been waiting here all this time, hidden away behind the high walls. The prince walked Rose home that evening. Within a day or two of the spell being broken, his two sisters and his mother and father also returned home. Like him, they'd been surviving in the woods in their animal forms for all these years. There was much rejoicing. As summer turned to autumn, the prince made many visits to see Rose and her mother at their cottage. And they were often invited to come to dinner at the castle. On days when her mother stayed home, the prince always walked along with Rose, even though she knew the woods well. They loved spending time together, and it was a beautiful season of the year in the forest. The trees were aflame in fiery shades of orange, gold, and red. The air was crisp, and each breeze sent leaves gently drifting across the paths in a shower of color. In fact, the pair took as many walks together as possible and made the most of the romantic season. It did not surprise anyone when the prince confessed to Rose that he had fallen in love with her and he asked her if she would marry him. She was delighted to accept. A small wedding was planned for that winter. On the day that Rose and her prince were wed, there was a gentle snowfall. Cheerful fires were lit in every hearth in the castle, and a delicious feast was laid. Rose Red glowed with beauty worthy of her name. 
and she and the prince made a handsome and happy pair. From that year forward, Rose's mother passed the winter season at the castle with plenty of company. Of course, there was still lots of fireside storytelling, and the prince's family was always in attendance. The surroundings of the great hall were grander than the woodland cottage where Rose and her mother had spent so many winter nights. But the stories were fantastic in any setting. As the snow silently blanketed the sleeping forest around the castle walls, Rose would spin every type of tale for her mother and her new in-laws. If a passerby had peeked in the window, they would have seen a cheerful company, each smiling person hanging on Rose's every word, seated by a glowing hearth that kept the cold out. As it happens, that passerby might have gladly knocked at their door because Rose Red and the Prince never turned away a traveler or hungry animal. Thanks to their good fortune, they truly believed Selflessness was the magic ingredient for a happy ending. 